Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Higongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite to expand our minds and talk about galaxy brain spots. But first, longevity. Tony Hawk just broke his femur, and at 53 years old, he's looking at a long road to recovery. That got us thinking about our own injuries and wondering how long we can keep doing this shit. Patrick, do you worry about a day when maybe you won't be able to skate? I try not to think about it that much. Um, I do realize that a lot of the exercise I do is not just for physical and mental health. It's basically to keep me in match fitness to be able to continue skating. And I'm grateful to have a little bit of flat ground, slappies, which is an adult discovery, and becoming more comfortable and familiar with skating transition of all type, whether it's crusty at a DIY or going out to a park someplace. I think anything else is just extra, and I'm, I'm happy to try and learn new things here and there, but I'm not trying to kill myself off of the biggest steps or trying to get a clip and absolutely freak out if I don't. I mean, what about you two? I've been lucky I haven't had too many really frightening injuries, definitely a lot of tweaked ankles, bruised hips, but I don't know. I guess I, I also never pushed myself nearly as hard as I should have or could have as a skater. I mean, Jason Templeton, what about y'all two? Uh, short answer, uh, no. As long as I have functional legs, I, I will at the very, very least just cruise around and see. Even, even if I had one prosthetic leg, or I'll probably just cruise around at the very least. And like I can see, you know, probably being able to do that forever. Yeah. But I mean, uh, long answer take it one day at a time today or maybe tomorrow. I can skate and have fun, uh, you know, do some nose slides or whatever, do some sticky through flips. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really think about that at all. Plus, like, here's my thing. I'm too old to start a new thing. You know, like a lot of dudes, they start like, they get into like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or like Muay Thai. You know, I don't, I don't fucking feel like just being a noob going into a, a student, what do you call it? A dojo, a gym, whatever, like a BJJ, BJJ gym and being like a noob. Like, I don't care. I'd rather just keep skating and, you know, lifting doing the shit that I do. Yeah. Too old to like start something new, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like a one day at a time kind of person. But sometimes I think about it, I'm like, God, like, why am I, why am I still doing this? Like, I'm just like, on the weekend, like a fiend trying to find like some time to go skate or a place to skate close to my house or something. And I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. And also like, it leaves no room for other hobbies, you know, like I've got some other interests that are just kind of being left on the wayside. But I just, I can't quit skating. It's... No, nothing else compares and i think now that the oregon winter is kind of on the way out with blue skies ahead i can see a lot more skating in my future which is always nice miles of blue skies oh yeah i'll be skating um, almost every morning before work so then the other follow-up question i would have then would be what is it what is so cringe about being an adult and trying something that's new new like for example i've been thinking about trying pilates and this part of me is just like is this going to be super cornball or is this just anything to continue skating and to be healthy? Oh, I, I don't know. You know what? Come to think of it. Well, do you mean Pilates just like the stretches part or like, you know, they have those weird machines and shit. Oh no. Like going, like going and taking a class, like for real, for real. Oh no. I, I, I I've done some of that shit. I've taken a Pilates class or two. Okay. I've like, I have the book. It so was, why, think, why is it more cringe than say, if I decide like I'm going to get into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and not just like, Oh, I'm going to go, and do like, okay, and, and just start going and taking some of the training. Like, like I'm actually going to get full into this. I'm going to get an old VHS so I can watch Gracie Jiu-Jitsu tapes and things like that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. 
Uh, I, I think starting something new as an adult is really hard because we've done the things that we do. Like we've skated for so long. We're very comfortable with it. We're like pretty good at it. So like to go back to square one on some new thing is really hard and intimidating. And I mean, I just feel like this with trying to learn a new trick. It's like, fuck, why am I trying to learn this? I can just, I can do a crooked grind like every try. So why try frontside crooked grind, even though learning a new trick has, has its own rewards. But um, I don't know, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm more about like trying to maintain a grasp on the tricks that I have instead of learning new ones. So maybe to refine that just a bit. So maybe is, it, is there something cringe or weird about trying to dive into a, it's not so much a new activity. It's like trying to drive into a new activity where there's like a whole subculture in it, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, it, it's like a whole thing, almost like skating. There's like a whole culture and a whole scene. Yeah, learning a new subculture is like a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of over like learning a whole new subculture. Like, plus it seems like kind of a cliche, like middle-aged guy thing to do. Like, um, well, I mean, I fucking lift, you know, which is like the ultimate like cliche middle-aged guy thing to do. I don't right. know, because now you got me thinking about, like, what do older people who start skating think when they look at skating? Like, talk about a difficult subculture to get into. Oh, yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to anyone over, like, 30 who uh, starts skating, like Lil Wayne included, you know, or 30-ish. Because, like, remember, like, a couple of years ago during, like, the early days of the pandemic, there were, I, we might have talked about this. There were all those news stories about, hey, lots of people are taking up skating, you know? Y'all remember that shit? I do, yeah. It makes me wonder where those folks are now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where are they now? Let me see your kickflip. Yeah, I mean, hey, shout out to anyone who starts skating as an adult, even who tries to start a skating transition. Because like when I was like thirty, I was like, well, getting old, time to start learning transition. And like it was just like I never quite got it, and I hurt myself a bunch. I was like, dude, I'm getting hurt more in transition than like jumping on ledges and shit. That was me when I moved to Portland. It was like, okay. <laughs> Time to time to learn pivot fakies, <laughs> and now I'm skate park sober. Fucking hate that shit. Why is that though? I, I've always wondered this. Like, it's almost like you have like you've declared holy war on skate parks. What is it about them? <laughs> just the vibe is bad. Like, I go to a skate park and it just it just bums me out. Like, and and it's it's like a shtick at this point, you know. Like, I'll admit that. And I, I've got my eyes on a skate park I'm gonna hit in April on a little trip but for the most part i'm just so uninterested in hitting a skate park and like with what little skate time i have i don't want to spend it at a skate park i'd rather skate some shitty curb than go to a skate park it's just bad vibes yeah i'll i'll go to a park if someone hits me up and they're like hey do you want to go skate this park i'm like yeah just for like the social fun or whatever because to be honest i skate by myself most of the times but yeah i don't know they're building a new park here in uh, richmond it look, looks pretty dope might check it out, but I bet as soon as I get there, it'll be like super crowded. I'll be like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. There's something nice about going to a brand new park, um, especially um, if you catch it during school hours. So it's not filled with a bunch of kids um, or you catch it on a, one of those weekends where, you know, you just go super early in the morning. But, you know, back to the question of Tony Hawk being 53, breaking his femur. I mean, I don't think it's a career ender. He's a very competitive guy and he's got access to top flight medical care. So we're not worried about how his rehab is going to go. But then the question is, do we get a low impact Hawk? Do we get like Tony Hawk skating curbs? We get Tony Hawk just like chilling, skating the street. Like, you know, we've seen this renaissance of low impact Reynolds and everybody just, people love it. 
it translates really, really well. And like, well, what more does Tony Hawk have to do on a vert ramp? I don't think Tony Hawk needs to prove himself to anyone but himself. And I think that this injury is now like the latest challenge and he's just going to attack it the way he attacks learning a new trick or something. And I, th- I think that he'll be back just to prove to himself that, you know, he can't be stopped or that this injury can't stop him. So I, I think, I don't think this injury is going to change the way Tony Hawk skates. Yeah. A couple things about um, this Tony Hawk injury. First, when he, he posted like his x-ray, like I guess pre and post-op with all like the pins and screws and shit, he, he wrote like a kind of like a haunting caption. Like he was, you know, thanking all his family and friends, being all like philosophical and shit. You know, he said, quote unquote, see you on the other side at the end. And the next thing is the one thing that no one can, no amount of rehab or medical care or whatever can change is like when you're older, it just takes fucking longer for shit to heal. Like, there's no escape in it. Mm-hmm. I wonder Listen, if he's like, going to get into some sketchy, like, HGH or, like, some performance-enhancing drug like, stuff. Like, uh, like Kobe going to Germany and getting, like, blood transfusion and shit. Rest in peace, Kobe. I, I always think of, like, cycling folks doing that shit. But it's, like, it's all to help recovery. So, yeah, you know, wouldn't it work for a broken bone or, like, so, some kind of injury like that? Yeah, who knows, man. Like, uh... I don't, he's not like the type of, he doesn't strike me as the type of psycho like uh, competitor to do that, you know, but. Oh, I think he's a total <laughs> psycho competitor. Psycho yeah, player. I mean, that's that's why he is who he is. But um, thinking about other skaters, like who are some other skaters who had some, and the, what's weird here is like, do we really say career ending? Because I mean, he has had the most stellar out of this world career, perhaps of any sponsored skateboarding in the history of skateboarding. Um, and his longevity is untouched, but. What about skaters who had career-ending injuries? Uh, Frankie Hill, for example, who never quite was able to make the full transition into being a real street dog in the peak '90s, when you know he should have been—he was the innovator of handrail skating, as we know, or one of. And what ended up happening? I think he was, uh, was ACL or MCL. He had a pretty bad knee injury. Yeah, actually, yeah. Shout out Frankie Hill. If he had, if he had done it now with like current medical care, he probably would have been all right, or at least. You know, it wouldn't have been a career ender. Oh yeah, uh, the, the quality of care for for uh, for knee surgery, for a joint surgery, um, any sort of um, ligament surgery is streets ahead from what it was thirty something, thirty oh, yeah. five years ago. Now, like ACL isn't it's not like that big of a deal. Like people just wear like a one of those big ass knee braces or whatever. You see them skating around and shit. Also, uh, fucking Nottis broke his ankle. Like he was never the same. See, that's the thing. Like. Would it would the nineties have been that different if you had a Nottis who had never broken his ankle? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mate, dude, he was pretty young, dude. Like back then it was like, oh, you're twenty-five, like you're cut or whatever, but like he was still pretty young. Like probably he probably I don't know, let me think. Possibly he could have had like a Mark Gonzalez type but like Renaissance in the mid nineties or something. Mm-hmm. Just with how his brain worked and shit. But you know, one way of looking at it is I think like breaking your ankle is way is way worse than breaking your femur because there's no joint in your femur your ankle has all that crazy like range of motion going on and shit all those little bones in there oh yeah shit look at mike mo and his whole thing and that wasn't his ankle either right that was his um yeah, uh, no, no that was a whole there, there that was, was a whole other thing but that was not just like a simple clean ankle break i mean his, no, his, there was a whole lot going on there yeah my, my understanding of these I mean, although would that count? I mean, that, that that was more or less his career-ending injury. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. 
for how gifted he was, man, like that fully flare part. Yeah, man. Who knows? He was what he's still like one of the best to ever do it, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there were definitely a, a handful more skate video parts in Mike Mo if he hadn't been injured. And uh, who else? Oh, Danny Way. But Danny Way bound. Well, he was rebounded from several pretty gnarly injuries. Um, his nine club interview actually he um, went into probably more depth than I've ever heard him go into about his the breaking his neck and then the painful recovery and also a lot of the financial stuff that was happening around the same time with plan B. And it's kind of a wonder. I mean, that was ages ago, but there was something really weird about uh, being a skater. And I think it was like plan B secondhand smoke had come out and Danny way had the shortened part at the end because like, you know, surfing injury, blah, 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 full part coming soon or new part coming soon. And he was still amazing, but I, I don't know. Like there's something there's, I guess it's it's different now. I mean, like y'all said that the medical technology has changed and so people have uh, there's shorter recovery times and the surgery is nowhere nearly as uh, obtrusive as it used to be. But then the other question is, who right now is going so hard that you're just like, this person is like one slam away from a career ender? Maybe like Pedro Delfino? Yeah, one of, yeah, one of those guys, Pedro Del- Delfino. Um... Was he the one that like knocked himself out like skating some rail at an apartment complex i feel like it was him sure i seem to recall footage of him like skating some long ass rail it was like a rail and there was a really really short like area to land on before like a wall or something i don't know that may or may not have been it but um maybe like i don't know chris joslin is still jumping out stuff like maniac you know who's that guy you know milton jumps off buildings and shit you know anyone who does that kind of shit but like danny way you know, just kind of like Tony Hawk or whatever. Like, I think he'll just keep going until his body literally ceases to function. You know, like he doesn't care. Remember that? Um, I can't recall if it was in the skateboard mag or skateboarder. They used to have that feature where they like so like yeah, the it was like the Vitruvian like a, man. And then yeah, 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 yeah. That that's what you call that thing. Yeah, I was, I was doing it like with my hands and shit. I was like, and and they like you know list all the person's injuries and he had like a uh, like twenty or something. Jeez. And that was, uh, I don't that, know. I remember that uh, that interview, that little section in Skateboard Mag. That's something like, that's 20 years ago, I think. Maybe more, actually. Yeah, that was Skateboarder, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, who else? I mean, uh, Lizzie Armanto has had some pretty, a couple of really scary injuries. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that one is one of the uh, worst I've ever heard of. Like, never saw the footage. Oh, and of course, the infamous uh, Jake Brown. Yep. Oh my God! Wow. Wait, wait. Would you say that is as scary or scarier than Arto in Sorry, which is only illustrated? We never actually see the footage. I mean, I think any any time you take a slam that makes you puke, I think that's pretty gnarly. I also think like a lot of these guys took these slams and it didn't end their career. And I think that taking slams like that all the time, it, you're just ready for it and your body is conditioned for it. So I think that. The key to longevity is just to keep skating. You know, Tony Hawk 53, and he's had this injury, and I'm sure he's going to recover from it. So it's like, it's not over till it's over. Yeah, like, I was just thinking about that basketball player, Paul George. Like, his femur just, like, snapped. Like, it was, like, a right angle. Like, it was so fucking gnarly. He, like, ran into the uh, the stanchion, like, that thing that, that holds the basket up. Mm-hmm. And now he's uh, he's fine now. Like, he's playing, like, you know, just as good as he ever was, pretty much. Yeah, it seems like a break is like pretty recover recoverable. 
Yeah, the big the big challenge for professional skateboarding is that unlike other or sponsored skateboarding in general is that unlike other sports, especially professional sports, you don't have the infrastructure or even the money for everybody to have access to at least decent care. And so when we were coming up, when we were all coming up in the 90s, early aughts, when things in skating were way more precarious than they are now, you always heard these stories about people being like, oh, I broke my ankle and then just like kind of just chilled on it, self-medicated. And then now it's like it's permanently tweaked. I mean, Daywan, I think, talked about uh, having an ankle injury that never quite healed correctly um, back in the, his world days. That's me. I broke my ankle, maybe. Or I suffered an extreme ankle injury when I was in L.A. filming. And I, I didn't have health insurance, so I didn't go see a doctor. And I just kind of like couldn't really skate for a year. So that, that was a career-ending Im- uh, injury for me. So what have you lost since that injury? I mean, this was a minute ago, but um, what are some things that never came back? Mm, I think I pretty much got everything back, but it took me a year to be able to like be back, like do 360 flips and stuff. And that was like, yeah, I think I broke my ankle, but I don't know. I, I was, um, I went out to skate a rail with Danny Gonzalez and he kind of wasn't feeling it. So I was trying to skate this smaller rail at the same spot to try and maybe get him sparked and uh, it backfired when my nose slide didn't quite work out and I rolled my front ankle really bad. And then like when I got home, it was swelled up to the point where I thought that my skin was going to break. Fuck. So what was the recovery like? What'd you, I mean, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it was just like frozen peas and an air cast and that was kind of it. It was pretty bad. Yeah. My gnarliest injury was, well, I think I broke my wrist three times and sprained it bad a couple times. That's why I skate with two wrist guards now. Cause like I have a big upper body and like I jump on ledges and shit and like land on my wrist a lot. I got a skinny wrist, whatever. But one time I like just trying like a backside nose grind on like a slippery ass metal skate park ledge. And like I like slid out, landed on my wrist. I had to fucking my car is stick. I had to drive stick down ninety five to the hospital with just a functional right hand damn and then yeah and then like it was they ended up uh they gave me a fat shot of dilated when i got there and then like the the nurse or whatever like crunched like pushed the bone back into place or something it was so gnarly Ooh, and, oh my god yeah, yeah i just and, yeah. flinched thinking about that and, and i ended up getting like uh, a bunch of screws and bunch of screws and pins and whatnot and then like your wrist has just like your ankle has so much like range of motion and shit i had to go to pt like a couple times a day for like a long ass time to get it to you know, bend back all the way and go around all the way and shit like that. And how is it now, especially because, you know, you also play guitar and that's part of the reason why I stopped skating for a while because I was playing a lot of music and I was like, I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize my wrists or any of my fingers. I mean, it was not my livelihood, but it was something I spent a lot of my time doing outside of my day job. Yeah, Yeah, it's fine now. I can play guitar fine and all that shit. You know, don't even think about now, like new pull-ups and everything. So... Yeah, it's fine now. Like, don't even think about it. I have like a bunch of titanium in there. Side note: I think that's why the dudes from Metallica stopped skating. There yeah, were injuries. yeah, I, yeah, oh, really? I, yeah. I remember that. I think I saw one of them. I think it was James. He had like a big ass arm cast or something. Like I remember seeing footage or photos of him with a big ass arm cast. And like, yeah, I think they used to skate like around like I guess like the loading loading docks of arenas and shit. You know, probably like doing bomb drops off the loading dock at the back of like whatever the norfolk scope right you know, whatever the, 
whatever the fuck arena. You just reminded me, uh, speaking of Metallica, remember there was going to be that uh, Rage Against the Machine Beastie Boys joint tour in summer of 2000, and they canceled it because Mike D broke his collarbone riding his BMX. Damn. I wish they hadn't canceled that. That tour was going to be amazing, but it, I think it was um, like Rage was on their last leg, so it was probably would have it would, probably would have been like high tension, but would have been amazing anyway. And also, I think there was also some worry because of, like the whole Rage Wu Tang tour did not work out like everybody wanted it to. Um, but anyway, yeah, like that was really kind of frustrating. Like a lot of people were looking forward to that. But who, who's the dude? Uh, who's the, like, there's a couple. There's a couple people who skate in the NBA. But was it Dennis Schroeder, right? Oh yeah, Schroeder's good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder, is there anything in his contract like you cannot skate during the season? Well, I know that. Um, maybe I shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's probably um, some contract stuff that says they can't skate during yeah. the season. Well, I, I think most athletes have some, you know, fine print in their contract saying you can't in, engage in hazardous behavior. You know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But hold up then. What about Nigel? Like, okay, he skates all the time, whatever. He's somebody who, A, regularly risks it all, and B, participates in risky behavior outside of skateboarding. Like, all those, remember all those, him riding his dirt bike around? It's disorder, man. I think it it all (laughs) contributes to the brand, you know? And I don't think he's really, I guess he's got a boss at Nike, but I think it just all contributes to the image. So it's all acceptable. You know, skating is just different. Do y'all any, uh, did y'all come up with anybody? Did you grow up skating with anybody who had one of those injuries and you all thought this person was going to be the best? They were going to be the one of your crew who turned pro or whatever. Uh, Not I don't in my think scene. so. Most of the people who are good, uh, like they don't fall a lot or that much. So, uh, you know, they kind of just either, most of the time, like the big thing around here, around here was like people who are good just got way into cars. And just went into that whole scene. Oh, like day one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Dude, dude, prime example. And I guess it's also like there's also that sort of weirdo obsessiveness that comes with cars too, and also um, the madness with parts. Oh yeah, yeah, tinkering with your like your wheels, your exhaust, shaving the engine block, all, all that kind of shit. Good shit. Lowering it, raising it, different tires, different profile tires, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, it's like wheels and trucks, like your suspension. Sounds like some yeah. galaxy brain shit to me. Gal- galaxy brain. <laughs> In Quarter Snack's latest piece, The Rise of Galaxy Brain Spots, the snack man shows rather than tells what a galaxy brain spot is. Jason, can you put into words what we're shown in that piece? Well, yeah. Just to sum up the article or the, the thesis of the article real quick, um, Snackman was saying that you know the, the pendulum of trends in skating always goes back and forth with like pants, shoes, fashion, whatever, uh, spots, and shit to skate is pretty much the same, functions the same way. So now that there's so many parks, even in New York, there's like a shit ton of parks, even with good, you know, straight fucking ledges, you know, TM. A bunch of people are like, you know what, fuck it, let's just, you know, make spots out of a bunch of junk, like in the early 80s. Like, you ever see photographs of early 80s skating? It was just like a big piece of wood up against like a telephone pole, and that was like the ramp. I love that shit. Yeah, just kind of shit like that. I, I think it's also like, I think it also stems from maybe Tompkins originated it. Like, you'd always see people at Tompkins skating like like the randomest, stupidest shit, like a fax machine, you know what I mean? Like, like an old, you know, mid-90s compact computer tower. You know, that, I think that was kind of like a, maybe it was kind of like a joke or even like performance art in a way, like, uh, uh, you know, we're skating the, 
shittiest, like literally garbage. I mean, I, I kind of grew up skating shit like that. You're just going out skating and like there's, you know, you're behind some shopping center and somebody threw out an old computer or like you're fucking hyped if somebody threw out a filing cabinet. And oh you just yeah, grab it. you're yeah. like, yeah, this is a fucking skate spot now. Yeah, a filing cabinet is like an international um, skate obstacle. Oh yeah, well, a filing cabinet sure. or uh, some types of refrigerators, the old white ones, not the new, <laughs> uh, the new ones with the steel front. But, um, but then not, here's the question: not not a not a refrigerator with the French doors. Yeah, <laughs> you get a backside nose grind through the middle, it'd be fucking sick. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be so. I should, dope. I should try that with my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so here's no, the thing serious. about Galaxy Brain spots, though. What's the difference between a Galaxy Brain spot and a prefab spot? At what point does it just become unacceptable? What well, do you mean by prefab spot? Um, basically, a spot where like, oh, somebody went, it, like, oh, something that was made to look like it appeared natural, but uh, was actually, you know, pre-built for a video part, whatever. Which I don't really care. I don't mind. But apparently, that's a controversial thing. And like Steve Barrett caught some heat for that. Uh, for whatever one of his last couple or his last couple of parts, maybe his part in Skate More and yeah, his Skate More part had a lot of uh, suspicious stuff. I mean, for me, I think if you're gonna do that, you got to do it really well to where like nobody notices. Because mm -hmm. if I notice, it takes me out, and that's the whole thing with like skate parks and like all that kind of shit. Like, I think a skate video part should just look like a dude or a lady or anybody else a skater it should just look like a skater is just skating down the street ripping that they're not like thinking or premeditating any of that shit and we all know that it's like well thought out and premeditated but the vibe should be very nonchalant yeah plus Ooh. yeah actually i just noticed or just realized that one famous spot in Lyon and a bunch of those old like cliche videos was like, like a fake handrail that they built yep yeah, that square rail on like a seven or something. Yeah, I just realized I was like, damn, that's like the perfect rail. Yeah, well, really on the yawn. I was like, damn, someone built it. But I think with the with the galaxy brain like subgenre of spots, it's obviously just like a bunch of junk. Like the building blocks. Well, first of all, shout out to a uh, local boy Tyler Beal, Scum Crow uh, professional, who had not one but two gifts in his article. So shout out to Ty doing it up there in New York. But um, I mean the basic building blocks of galaxy brain spots are like your so road signs you're like those poles that the road signs come on first of all i hope you know i hope people are out there driving safely without with all the road signs that have uh dis disappeared to make these spots like i hope you know what i mean I hope there haven't been any accidents due to like a whatever a yield sign going missing or something yeah <laughs> okay so um if you had to actually wait before i ask this question one thing that is a little bit troublesome about galaxy brain spots sometimes they're not the safest and that's a piece the of best part is, <laughs> but i mean like something is like it's teetering on the edge where in addition to just having to find your balance to get on the thing to ride on it to grind on it or slide on it whatever does it do a trick on it or over it it feels like there's an additional element of risk because somebody just threw it together yeah i think that's part of it and part of what makes it rad and i, I think a lot of these galaxy brain spots come about from just being at the spot for so long and you're just like what if we put the flat bar up to the bank and then like the box after that and then like another bank like just you know it's got to be like hey guys i got this idea and like you know you got to get your whole crew out there to move stuff around and you're like disrupting the whole flow of the setup but it's 
it's like fun. And then everybody gets to laugh at like how ridiculous the setup is and how funny everybody's slamming. And then like when somebody actually lands it, it's like, holy shit, that was like some impressive skating that just made us all laugh. True, true. Okay, so then what would you say is, uh, you just mentioned the street sign. What are some other essentials for a Galaxy Brain spot? Like the, the canvas is going to be either a vacant lot, parking lot, a basketball court. Actually, how about this? You got to create a Galaxy Brain spot. What kind of surface are you going for? Basketball court, tennis court, what? Oh, just like a school, just like a uh, schoolyard blacktop. I like a tennis court. Templeton, what about you? Oh, yeah, tennis courts. I mean, for me, it's it's a abandoned building foundation. I love yeah, that shit. true, if you got one. But like, like so tennis scary. courts, I don't think there is. There might be like two tennis courts in the whole city of Richmond that haven't at some point been like a spot with either boxes or, you know, Galaxy Brain shit or whatever you know but um i don't know if this qualifies as a galaxy brain spot but like recently at the schoolyard that i skate there were a bunch of those you know like the school the school milk cartons they come in like a rectangular type of carton not like a milk crate challenge milk carton but like whatever a specific one mm-hmm. you put all, and like they kind of stack together they have like little uh poles or whatever they you, like kind of like lego you can stack on my legos and over by the dumpster they had like a whole ton of those so I was like, oh, maybe I can make a ledge or something. And I like stacked like three of them on top. And then like I posted this on my story a while ago. And, you know, kind of did a no slide or whatever. Yeah, that's some yeah. galaxy brain shit. Yeah, like, it didn't really work. Maybe if I had, you know, had the initiative to kind of weigh it down with some, whatever, some cinder blocks or whatever, it, it would have been, you know, more functional ledge. But that was some shit that I did because I was bored. You know, basically like a flat ground spot, nothing else to skate there. So, you know, bored in the middle of summer, I'll make a fucking, you know, ledge out of these, you know, milk crates or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like using what's around you. What's, what's in the surroundings that you can use to skate? You know, I, I always kind of call it junk jamming where you just grab whatever shit, you know, like I think construction sites are great for this. You know, there's always so much material and you can just like stack plywood in crazy ways and have a, have a cool little track with like some weird gap or like you can hit the toolbox or whatever. By the way, um, not to go off on a tangent, but y'all know that the milk crate challenge was just last summer. Doesn't it feel yeah, like dude, forever ago? It seems like a million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was, it was August of 2021. It was right after the Olympics. People were wilding. It's like, gotta bring it back. Moving, it's like time's moving slow, moving fast at the same time. For real. Trip the fuck out. That was a, that was so wow. That was that was so stupid. By the way, have any of you all ever gotten hurt or maybe even like damaged or broken a board trying to set something up for a like a a junk jam slash galaxy brain spot? I seriously like, damaged my fairly new iPhone 13 on a junk jam spot. That was it was more because um, I put the phone in the wrong place to get the shot. But um, yeah, I, I like ended up stomping on my phone and like basically skidding across the ground on the screen. So I've got a nice little gash in my screen to remind me for a very long time how stupid I am. How about you, Jason? Man, don't think so. I mean, you guys know me. I'm mostly like a, like a ledge, ledge ninja. So don't have that much experience with the, uh, the galaxy brain spots. Chewed up some grip tape trying to move a, a, um, a parking block. I've definitely also just like kind of fucked up my hand as well, just trying to move something that was a little too heavy for one person to move. Oh, well, uh, charge it to the game. 
who are some, okay, who are some skaters? Who are some pros who you would love to just watch Skate a Galaxy Brain Spot? Who just who never do? Well, mm-hmm. Daywon is Daywon a Galaxy Brain Spot skater because he'll skate like a rock. Oh yeah, totally. You know he he'll yeah. like, skate some like cart in the back of Home Depot and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He's yeah, a Galaxy yeah. Brain kind of skater for sure. Yeah, I mean you could even consider like his uh, picnic table his picnic table phase. Oh yeah, totally. Kind of like a precursor to uh, Galaxy Brain. Just the idea of like you know moving shit around and building shit. Yeah, and it's like he's just using what's in his surroundings, and he just happens to be yeah. in California where there's ample fiberglass picnic tables. You know, it's like we just build with the materials that that we have, and that's what that's what he's got. Yeah, yeah I, I always wondered how like how long it took him to take like seven picnic tables and put them down like some stairs, so he could like nose blunt slide seven picnic tables in a row down some stairs. There must be somebody on the session whose sole job it is is to help <laughs> yeah. move things around. It's like. It's Daywan, Sock, and whoever this roadie is. Yeah. They move all the uh, all the picnic tables. <laughs> yeah, some just some South Bay like lurkers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how are you on the payroll? What you do all day? I was like, I move picnic tables for Daywan. It's like, damn, homie. How'd you get yeah, put was, on? This is like <laughs> you go way back. Yeah, that yeah, was a good gig. Thing. Like, what about like a Rodney Mullen? Can you picture Rodney skating uh, a Galaxy Brain spot? Oh yeah, like a Casper slide across one of those like uh sign. One of those green signposts. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I don't know. There's there's so many skaters who are so good. Um, who you never get to see great footage of them on the East Coast. You never got to see New York or DC footage of them. Save Pulaski, by the way, you cowards. Can't yo, I saw. I, yo, I saw that. Don't want to get. I like. I don't want to get too too much off on a tangent. But uh, I think. Furious. I think, I think at this point it's just a proposal. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't really read too much about it. But, I don't know. We could probably have a whole conversation about should we should skateboarders become nimby? Should we be like you got to save the clock tower, man? Save the spot. Save you know, save South Bank. Uh, save Pulaski. Are we standing in the way of progress? Yeah, that that might be a topic for a future podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll bookmark that the, one. The, yeah, bookmark it. <laughs> save EMB. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to to Galaxy Brain Spots. Rodney Mullen would be someone I'd like to see like that, but. I always wonder, is there any skater that if you took him to a Galaxy Brain Spot that they would just flinch and be like, this is not me? Like, the opposite yeah, of Bobby of Puglio. Like, Bobby Puglio, who complained about wanting to, uh, about being asked to skate San Jose schoolyards, because it didn't, you know, and fair, you know, fair play to him. It's not the kind of skating he wanted to do for his enjoy footage. But, you know, there's a guy who is like a chunk of his career is Galaxy Brain Spots. So, what's the flip side of that? Who are some pros, like, if you bought them to, uh, Tompkins, where somebody got really creative out on the blacktop with what they built, that they'd be like, "What the hell is this shit?" I mean, I, the first person that came to my mind was Gino. Like, I, I think that <laughs> dude is just looking for any excuse to not skate. I love Gino, by the way. I think his skating is awesome, but I, I think, yeah, that that's just not his deal. Wow, Gino, I think you need to prove us wrong. What yeah. about uh, Guy Mariano? I think Guy would enjoy has skating. He, has a, a he been, I think he's kind of spot. been on that. I think he's kind of been on that wave recently with like his Instagram footage, just like skating like you know, weird shit, like you know some uh, like that one like double sided curb. Or he would probably do some like double sided curb shit. I think most skaters are down. Like I think the Galaxy Brain spots are like like they they pose an interesting challenge. You know, it's like man, could I could I get from here to there like across these signs and this sketchy ass signposts like it 
and I, I think a lot of those galaxy brain spots are a little bit, uh, or they're not too, like you're not going to get injured too bad on them. You'll get injured in a funny way or you'll, you'll slam funny. Yeah, it's almost like um, it's a bit of a self-confidence exercise to even approach one of those spots because, you know, you're thinking, okay, um, I was skating one of those, it wasn't a Galaxy Brain Spot, but it was a DIY last weekend before we got rained out. And what was really weird about it was that, um, I don't know, do you guys find this when you skate DIYs that you'll kind of push around and see how things feel because there's no consistency to how any of the obstacles at the spot are built. So you kind of have to feel like, all right, where do I have to speed up? Where do I have to slow down? Like, do you do give yourself like a confidence run as you ride around, or do you just immediately start trying shit? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I always cruise around and suss everything out. I mean, even yeah, yeah. in the streets, you know, it's just like what what's here? What are my options? What's like the approach? You know, do I got to look out for cracks or rocks or you know traffic, yeah, whatever? Especially the, especially if there's like a DIY quarter pipe or hump or whatever. Like, yeah, the transition might be funky or like there might be like a crack at the bottom so yeah you definitely have to check that shit out yeah like why should you pitch you like get pitched across the whole spot yeah, just you because you decided to... yeah exactly because <laughs> you're like oh, i'm gonna charge this thing right now and see what happens yeah you don't want to be that guy at the at the spot who just ate shit straight out the car <laughs> <laughs> not even at the car like you had to you know park the car walk through a forest hike through something climb a fence cut through a fence you know, all of that work to get there and like you're the first one on the ground. You don't even get to do like the roller and be like, what's up? How you doing? Good morning. Yeah, but this Galaxy Brain shit is interesting because it kind of shows how the culture works now. Like how Instagram is so central. Like someone will post something, you know, you know, get reposted a bunch of times and someone tries to copy it and someone tries to copy that and shit. You know, that's kind of like how shit works now. Pretty funny. Well, I'd be stoked if one of my Galaxy Brain spots went viral. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Patrick. Listen, it, it, it's not like you're not. It's not like you're not trying. <laughs> Damn it, I am fucking trying. Back uh, clips. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? I'm actually stoked on a lot this week. I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I'm really enjoying this interview with Alexis Castro from Jenkum. That's over at Wasted Talent. Uh, the Cater interview that's in Jenkum that just went up. That's hilarious. Read actually, he's an interesting kid. Um, I, I give him a lot of credit. He's, I think he's got a decent head on his shoulders. I think he'll be all right. The Their Skateboards video, Ruining Skateboarding, is on a premiere tour across the country and it's coming to LA this Saturday night. And it seems like it's going to be a happening. I'm seeing some things on Twitter and on Instagram that a bunch of the people that at least I've been chatting with the last couple of years are all going to be there. So um, I'll be sure to take plenty of photos and maybe get a little audio clip. I hope we'll end up having fun together. The Ishads, by the way, the new joints, I think are the, I haven't been this stoked on a shoe since the South 23s. And these are the reissues because I never had them back in the day. Like I felt like a boss wearing those first time out. So good. I, and the best part, I told my, you know, I told my wife, she's like, you should buy another pair. I was like, I'm a lucky one. <laughs> um, and finally, I am stoked on the French skateboard podcast, Big Spin. Uh, salut à tous en France et dans uh, toute la francophonie. Jason, was popping. What are you stoked on this one? Yeah, I too have been skating the iShods. One thing I'll say about them is they retain their shape really well. Way better than most skate shoes. You know, most shoes will blow out after like damn, four or five sessions. But um yeah, these are like retaining their shape really well. And uh, yeah, pretty stoked on them as well. 
Anyway, of course, stoked on venture trucks out of San Francisco, California. Stoked on the Philadelphia 76ers Brooklyn Nets game tonight as we record this. Actually, I think it's over now. Actually, to be honest, the buildup in like the first quarter was a lot more interesting and it ended up being kind of a blowout, but was stoked on it anyway. Definitely some, uh, some drama in the NBA, a league in which there's nonstop drama. Also stoked on a documentary about Ukraine skating that Thrasher posted on their site. I mean, definitely super important, I think, to watch now. Uh, definitely interesting for me because I'm like obsessed with old Soviet architecture and Soviet plazas. And there was one in uh, in Kiev called Maizan. No, Maidan. Yeah, that's what it was called. So yeah, that part of it is super interesting and yeah, super important. Like I said, also stoked on a video from those boys down in Marseille. I think they were a crew, BMG crew, whatever. They came with a new video called Balance. Definitely lots of spot porn down there. Another cool thing about this crew's videos is like they always have like the VX vignette, which is definitely a nice hit of uh, nostalgia there. So yeah, stoked on that. Tumbleton, what are you stoked on this week? Stoked on birds, uh, specifically hummingbirds. Hummingbirds have uh, returned to my yard. Looks like they're making a nest. So been seeing those guys around and. When they get close, you can like feel the beating of their wings. Like, kind of feels like when bass hits, you can like feel it in your chest. So, super stoked on the hummingbirds. Sick. And then uh, I was up on Mount Hood last week and I got to <clears throat> feed a gray jay. Uh, you just hold your hand out with like, I had a little, little piece of graham cracker and then just fly and come grab it right out of your hand. Uh, super cool experience that got me extremely stoked. So, yeah. Birds. That's what I'm stoked on. And that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Where can the people find you, uh, Jason? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at FrozenCarbonate, and writing stuff for quarter snacks, new stuff in the works for second quarter. Uh, Patrick, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at pkigongo. You can also find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks and also doing stuff for the Harold Hunter Foundation. Link will be in the show notes. Templeton, where can the people find you on Bobby Digital's internet? You can find me on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding, trying to go viral. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on TikTok, being weird, uh, at Templeton Elliot.
begin. 